Welcome back to another episode of Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that's us, watch cartoons. My name is Alex. And my name is Evan. And today we've got a really exciting one for you. I'm super jazzed to talk about this. Uh, We're covering Across the Spider-Verse, and we've got two very special guests with us, uh, two dudes from another podcast universe, the hosts of Two Black Nerds, Jordan and Dez. How are you guys doing? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Really excited to be here um, and can't wait to talk about this movie. Yeah, Yeah, man, same. Happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Um, But yeah, excited, man. It's been a good weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We met via Stark Wars. They were doing a trivia contest. Mm -hmm. Good good people. Check them out. But more importantly, go check out Two Black Nerds on Instagram. I believe, if I'm correct, it is just the number two Black Nerds, all Mm -hmm. one word together. Uh, They cover a lot of great stuff. So if you're into all of this, go check them out. I'm sure you're going to love them, too. Des, you won that, correct? Yeah. I did, man. He did. I was lucky enough <laughs> to, to win it. Alex, on the Some other hand, was wiped out round one. Hey, I, I got to the tiebreaker question, and I'm considering that a win, because I yeah. wasn't even sure okay. I was going to get a single question right. Fair enough. They had some hard ones. They would hard like ones. show you a blurry scene and be like, what movie is this from? Huh? What you, I have no idea. <laughs> That's how AI feels trying to read a captcha. Um, so we're talking about Across the Spider-Verse today. This We're recording this Sunday of opening weekend. And I just want to do some quick stats uh, that I have pulled up right now. Box office of $120 million, uh, Domestic, I think it's like $209 million Global. Uh, It's the second biggest movie premiere of 2023, I believe, after Super Mario Brothers, which was huge. It's the third biggest for a Spider-Man movie, sixth biggest for an animated movie ever, and best opening for Sony Animation. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's already rolling in accolades. Um, And I guess maybe let's start with what are the impressions we have of the 2018 Into the Spider-Verse? Have have you guys watched it recently at all? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's definitely a a practice I try to do is to rewatch something before the new one comes out. And so Mm -hmm. I've seen that movie a lot, but, you know, watched it, I think, two nights before Across Mm -hmm. the Spider-Verse came out just to, of course, refresh the memory. And it it still holds up, even Mm -hmm. though it's been five years. It's still a great movie. And as I was watching it, I was just like, Okay, this is this is a pretty this is a pretty spectacular film. I don't know how they're gonna match the quality of this one. Um, yes. And so I think you know once we get into the conversation, we could talk all about that. But they 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 certainly plussed it in in every way imaginable. But it was it was great to revisit that movie to just like sort of reorient that world, that style, and just everything that made it so special. Yeah, I'm um, pretty much the same way. I always gotta check out the rewatch, you know, before going into the movies. Um, mm-hmm. Again, another movie I've seen so many times and Into the Spider-Verse for a while. As Jordan said, five years now. It's crazy. I can't even believe it's yeah. five years ago. It doesn't feel point. like it. It does not feel like it at all, but it definitely uh, has been one of my my not only favorite Spider-Man or superhero movies, but it, it definitely is one of my favorite movies um, mm-hmm. that, that even exists <laughs> in the world. And so just, same sentiment. I was like, there's no way that this is going to be, <laughs> you know, they're, they're going to upstage this amazing film of Into the Spider-Verse. But mm-hmm. man, wow. Uh, but yeah, I really love the movie and I, I always will, man. It's, it's, it's yeah. still really good. And it, it broke 
so many barriers, you know, with, with animation. People mm-hmm. are still trying to catch up to, to the Spider Verse to this day this with Puss in Boots. We're yeah. like, they're still they're still playing catch up with this animation still. style here. Mm-hmm. That's that's so exactly. true, and that's, that's um, it's, it's so interesting. It yeah. is. I think for me, just to piggyback off you guys, I was I love the first one. I, I think the first one like set the bar for so many superhero projects, animated projects, just like you guys were saying. So for so many things. Um, now it has been a while since I've seen it. Probably maybe a year, honestly. It's been a year since I see it have seen it. And um while I, I was like super excited for this one. I'm I'm gonna you know I'm gonna make everyone uh, uh, earn their keep today. I'm gonna be testing everyone. I I think maybe the first one was a bit better than the second one, but I think I may be alone in that opinion. So I think we should have some fun today. I can, I guess what I'm I'm prepping everyone for is I, I I already think I may come in seeming like a hater. Let me clear the table. I love this movie. This movie was great, but I do think I have some points I want to challenge people on. So I'm excited to get into it. I think for me. These movies and what um you know we've been seeing this for a little it's such a celebration of Spider-Man which is mm-hmm. just such an iconic superhero and I know that was always like Stanley's favorite so it feels very like uh just like a, a celebration of superheroes which I'm sure we all love superheroes in general so I always love that about Spider-Man movies uh that they've been doing now for a while so probably since yeah. this one actually they've been trying to recreate recreate that magic since the first one Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's been a couple of years. I mean, I've watched Spider-Verse a couple of times, but not in probably the last year. One of my favorite superhero movies of all time, but it's one of those ones. I think there's, it's like just the barrage of superhero projects that I like forget that it happened. Cause it was like, I mean, I don't forget that it happened, but it was five years ago. So it's been a while mm-hmm. and it doesn't come up in my recollection of like, uh, like when I'm talking about superhero movies, but it was so groundbreaking. It was like a quantum leap that all the other studios are are trying to catch up to now and the thing that blew me away with across the spider-verse is it is that same quantum leap but it starts from into the spider like uses that as its jumping off point to continue innovating and groundbreaking and probably it's going to be the one that everyone is racing to catch up to now when they're still lagging behind their first breakthrough uh but yeah Alex is our our local skeptic. I no, was honestly no, okay. taken aback. <laughs> I think Evan. I think this is what happened to me. I think Evan maybe set the bar too high for me going in. This mm-hmm. happens sometimes. He he got me so hyped, and I just was like, "Oh, okay." Like to me, this felt like all of the things we loved about the first one. Mm-hmm. End of sentence. Like I I didn't feel like they brought a ton more to it. So. May, maybe that makes me a hater, but I'm I'm excited to talk about it. I want you guys to convince me. There's been plenty of times we've been on here where at the end of it, I'm like, mm, you know what? I love it now. So challenge uh, accepted. Yeah, challenge yeah. accepted. I yeah. um. And here's my first thing, and I think it it is a byproduct of something they created. Why all these projects are like, man, you like Spider Man? Well, here's a hundred Spider-Man. <laughs> like, ever since this first one, they were like, uh, even like, even Marvel got into it. They were like, we're, here's three Spider-Man. Like, I don't know. It just feels like we've done this before. I, I, that was what I felt when we were seeing all the Spider-Man again. It was cool. We got all the different renditions. I loved it. But I was like, mm, is that is that the solution to everything? Just more Spider-Man? I think so. Where do you guys land on uh, the recent wave of multiversal stuff? 
Yeah, well, I think to be honest, just like this whole trend, because it it, it has really been popularized with Phase Four, but we've seen it also occur elsewhere. Of course, with these movies, mm-hmm. um, the Into the Spider Verse and the Across the Spider Verse movies. But then you even get something outside of all of this, like Everything Everywhere All at Once, which comes oh, yeah. out last year, and that's a uh-huh. multiverse movie. So we're just living in that moment right now. And to be honest, you know, I was very excited about the prospect of what that can mean coming into it. Now that we're seeing how it's been executed a lot of my enthusiasm has been sort of taken away and stripped apart just because yeah. I think that there's a lot of flaws to it. And it's, it's gotten a little unwieldy specifically with, with the MCU projects mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the side of things there with the spider verse movies though. I think those two in particular feel like the right balance in terms of how to integrate a multiverse story within, you know, the larger, more emotional beats that we're trying to tackle with the main characters paying tribute and love to the history of Spider-Man, the character, everything that we love about him, but mm-hmm. not ever losing focus of like why we're still here at the end of the day. Like mm-hmm. even though there are a hundred other characters here, mm-hmm. we're never losing focus of Miles or Gwen. Like those that's are true. our core characters, you know? And I think that's been lost elsewhere, but I feel like these movies yeah. in particular have done the best balance at juggling that that particular thing. Doctor mm-hmm. Strange was one that uh, it really lost me. I was like, did we even need the multiverse stuff here? Like, this is a <laughs> so yeah. I think you have a good point that we did never lose Miles or or Gwen, which which is important if you're going to do a multiverse story. The multiverse in the Spider Verse movies always very purposefully and specifically serves the emotional arc, and, and, and particularly in this movie. Whereas, like in Multiverse of Madness, it's like just a reason to throw a weird goatee on. Benedict Cumberbatch is like, do I don't need a fifth one of those. Like, it's gimmicky yeah. in the rest of them, but they, mm. you know, you could come into this movie with a bit of skepticism and be like, this is so played out at this point. But everything serves the story. Even the hundreds and hundreds of Spider Men, uh, most of the time, are serving like they're either integral to the plot or if they're in the background, there's like a punchline, a gag. I saw it on TikTok today, and I, I can't confirm whether the screenshot was real but it like zoomed in on one of the chase scenes and it was a it was a small spider-man mask on a popsicle stick and it's like the of the fucked up spider-man popsicle oh. is apparently in the movie <laughs> wow. it's one of the multiversal spider-man and that's popsicles it's too, so like intentional yeah. yeah they were good those were good those were really yeah. good popsicles. Yeah, they, were, they were really good <laughs> mm, okay yeah. that is cool i like that all right all right uh, let's um uh, you know with the the plot of the movie the first one was Miles, uh, a tip, not I'm doing in quotes, a typical Spider-Man origin story. Now, this one at times would like play on that. If you guys remember, well, you guys both watched it recently. The first one does all those introductions like Mm -hmm. over and over, kind of as a gag. I was happy we didn't really do that whole thing again. I I felt like that would have felt tired. Mm -hmm. But I, um, I did really enjoy starting the movie with Gwen. Because, you know, she's just as much a character here as Miles is. And it was nice kind of seeing her whole perspective of it. Um, shoot, I felt like I had a question and I totally lost it. I'm so sorry. It would, uh, good. Let's talk about Gwen a little, I guess. What you guys think of the, the opening or the Gwen universe? I'll, I'll phrase it that way, Des. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. It was very clear that Miles had, you know, this attraction and this really important connection with Gwen as somebody, you know, he, know, he, could, he could talk to. And of course, uh, of course, not at the beginning, but as you go into Across the Spider-Verse, there, is, there are moments where he's like, I just want somebody who's like me. So I love that they started with Gwen because it was like, oh, we're highlighting somebody else that isn't Miles that mm-hmm. can somewhat serve as, I guess, a rapper for the movie. Although yeah. Miles is like the heart, 
Gwen is the rapper <laughs> of the she's movie. The, she the literally the, she's literally the beginning and the end oh, of the oh, film. Oh yeah, that, yeah okay. And I think that was such a good choice, given that you know we could we could spend some time to understand. Okay, what are the parallels between Gwen and Miles? Of course, we know like. The normal stuff, right? That's what Into the Spider-Verse is for. How are all these Spider-Men the same? Mm-hmm. But the beginning is like, okay, but how's Gwen different? Let's talk mm. about that. Let's talk about her poise. Let's talk about her Peter Parker. Let's talk about her 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 relationship with her father, which is very important with Miles and his father. But mm-hmm. how was that different? And so I love that opening because it's so you expect seeing Miles coming into the movie. And you're like, wait, this is a Gwen movie all of a sudden? I love yeah. this because yeah. now it already subverted your expectations. Minute one is already different. Mm-hmm. And she's playing in a band. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not mm-hmm. even like she it started the movie. She's swinging from rooftops or anything. It's like, no, here's your average teenage girl in a band. And it was like, uh-huh. yeah, I absolutely love this opening, man. So, yeah, I, I thought the beginning was tremendous. And I thought it was it, w- it was a really good, just a really good way to start the film. I don't know if I missed this in the first one, but she was wearing ballet shoes in this mm-hmm. one. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's such a fun touch, actually. That's cool. I was blown away. Minute one, we're in Gwen's universe it's it's like painted it's like this very expressionistic world the hues and the colors change and it's like this very art house vibe and i was just absolutely blown away by it because in the first one granted you have a couple characters from the other universe that populate miles world but for the most part we're still very much we're in miles world and you know maybe penny is like kind of 2d anime looking but she's living in miles world this one we get to go to so many different settings and they all have these crazy, intense, unique visual styles. Like each of these could have been, it seems like it, it's almost like you took Star Wars visions and mm-hmm. condensed a whole season of different studios animating a thing and put it into like, and, and they all worked on one movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Love yeah. that. Yeah. I yeah, think also like too. Watercolor. The... Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah. That's the, the watercolor like aesthetic was, was really incredible. I think um, even seeing Gwen sort of play kind of a, a dual role, you get to, not only understand her character more and see those relationships and and see her loneliness that she's experiencing that Miles is also experiencing, though we've yet to see him yet at this point. She's also recapping all the events of the first movie, which I Mm -hmm. thought was a really nice touch because if you've watched that movie over and over, like, yeah, you might, you might remember all of those things, but I think it's just like a quick way to catch up with where we are now with the, with the characters and just like everything that's happened to them. And also the fact that it hasn't been that long since the first one, it's only been like 16 months, which we find out for miles a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And so they've experienced these really intense feelings of, of missing each other um, in, in a relatively short amount of time. But I think it makes a ton of sense just considering that they had this life altering, you know, sort of experience with each other, just previously in the in the other film coming into this. And so it was, it was a really emotional way, I think, also to kick off just everything with this movie. And they're like 14, 15. It's like a yeah. camp friend. You have like a really intense experience with a friend at camp, and then you just like never see them again. And it's like, it's, oh! it's pretty traumatic. Yeah. 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 I did so, like that. Um, and they can't text. Like, they, yeah. there's no, yeah, they're in different universes. I like that Miles in this movie is like, he's grown, he's had a growth spur. He's a little bit... Like the character design itself doesn't is a little look taller. like it was sixteen months for him. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a man in this one. He was Spider yeah. Boy before, and now he's Spider Man. Quick note: I saw on Twitter today Jack McQuaid, who's in The Boys, voices Gwen's Peter, which I, thought I knew was, it sounded familiar. Yeah. That little Pretty punk, cool yeah. Huey from The Boys. I did like how 
her Peter ended up being like a villain and she accidentally killed him. And then, oh, her dad, this, you know, when her dad, when she takes off the mask, she's like, it's me, dad, it's me. And he was like, put your hands up. I was like, oh, that's heart wrenching. He still is like, mm-hmm. going to take you in. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that. I really wasn't. Alex, you had said that Into the Spider-Verse was very much like the typical quote unquote Spider-Man movie, and, and I agree. It hits some of those beats. The canon, yeah. Events, I think it's we'll like a play to. on the yeah. quote-unquote typical Spider-Man. And this one for me is very much a Spider-Man two. It's it's about Spider-Man seemingly riding high, seemingly has it all, but what's eating away at at him is juggling the secret identity. And we get that with Gwen in the beginning that's with her father, good. and then we get that that's sort of like Miles's the beginning of Miles's emotional arc through the. It's a good point. That's a good point. I do feel now that I'm an adult, I I think when I was a kid, the whole secret identity and not wanting to share it with your family made sense to me. But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, just tell them. Just tell them. Just tell them. I feel like that's something that superhero movies lack now, though, because that is such an interesting element of this. Yeah. Is juggling the personal and, you know, very rarely is it, yeah, about their secret identities anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, okay. and, and Spider-Man is a character, too, and I noticed this in this movie where he's talking to his parents so much and so often in this movie, and we don't we don't always get that in, mm-hmm. in these movies because families and, and parents, you know, they're, they're not as present, I think, in, in the movies that we see these days. They're, mo- they're more so focused on, I think, some of these team-up dynamics and some of the more, you know, adventurous True. things about superheroes. But, like, mm-hmm. there are a few notable scenes where Miles is just talking to his mom or his dad. Like, mm-hmm. there's just extended long. conversations, long mm-hmm. conversations. How often do we see that anymore? And yeah. I think, you know, when, once you compound that with the fact that, like, he's also holding back this this huge secret and he doesn't, he doesn't know how to tell them and he's juggling the expectations of, like, what they want out of out of his life and his future, like that all connects that, that emotional, you know, sort of um, tissue, I think between those characters and why we, we, we ultimately become so invested in Spider-Man mm-hmm. as a character. And mm-hmm. we see that translate into to the Miles interpretation. I think you're onto something. I thought it was really funny and relatable when uh, he was like, yeah, I want to go to Princeton in New Jersey. And his mom's like, that's way too far away. He's like, in New Jersey, <laughs> New Jersey. that's too far. I was yeah. like, oh, that's literally my mom. She was like, well, that's like uh, a little far. I was like, two hours is not that far, mom. Yeah. <laughs> not Yeah. Uh, Alex, question for you. You went with your girlfriend, Nikki. I was going to say, she had so not the, seen the first. She's was, not seen the first one. And was so Gwen's she, catch up recap the, enough? Yes. There okay. was just the right amount of recap in the beginning mm-hmm. that was perfect for her. Because, you know, me, I was like, okay, he became Spider-Man. There was a bunch of different Spider-Man. His uncle twist was evil. And I was like, that's <laughs> all you need to know. And she was like, okay, I think I got it. But Gwen really, you know, filled in the rest of those uh-huh. gaps for me. So that was that was pretty good. So I, uh, yeah, I loved that. And she, she loved it too. She She's a big spider-man fan like of she's not a superhero genre fan but she loves spider-man in particular but um yeah so she she uh like i said I, she hadn't seen the first one so she wasn't ready or expecting like the art of it all and she was just like so like oh my god this is amazing so after gwen's scene she gets introduced to uh spider-man 2099 that's how she gets rescued from yeah, getting the... shot by her dad. Is that what's that? <laughs> he what was happened? gonna arrest her. I don't think okay. he would ever shoot her, but he yeah, was gonna arrest. He didn't shoot in the air though when she was masked, yeah. and that that startled me a little. And he started uh, to raise his gun as well when she did. was, you he know, did. sort of backing up. I, yeah. I, I, I'm I was gonna be honest. Really, really I don't nervous. trust any cop, even with their own daughter. So <laughs> maybe. <me. laughs> what did they name this horde of Spider Men? The I mean, 
Council of Ricks, Council of Kings. Is it what is the, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think Spider Society is the oh, name. Okay. Of, That's of, way you know, this, better than this Council of Spider. <laughs> yeah, very That's much better. I be yeah, I think I think that represents like all the people working specifically with Miguel to to yeah. make sure that the multiverse is intact. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So she meets Miguel, and then what is uh, is it? Um, shoot, Jessica Drew. Jessica Spider Drew. I knew it was like Junie B. Jones, kind of. Um, <laughs> Not exactly, but sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, wait, 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 there's a mystery novel that is something like that i think um so um <laughs> i really nancy, this nancy drew thank nancy you drew. nancy drew <laughs> thank you thank you god i was gonna that was gonna drive me nuts she was great i absolutely loved the idea of spider-man with a motorcycle that was mm-hmm. that is something that tickled my fancy i was like oh wow she's making the whole car go with her in the spider mm-hmm. web here okay i'm pretty familiar with spider-man most of the spider-man lore but more recent developments like all these variations of Spider-Man. I, I don't have a huge background in the comics. Are you guys familiar with with uh, Jessica Drew or uh, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099? Yeah, for oh, the nice. most part. Yeah, they're both... There's, there's like... I'd say like six or seven really important Spider-People <laughs> Okay. for the most part. Um, and I say Spider-Woman's definitely one of them. Um, Scarlet Spider's definitely one of them. Really all oh. the main people, the Miguel O'Hara's, they are all... Everyone that was like highlighted are like really the, in... the, 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 the most oh. important ones. The only people only people that like I didn't see were like Silk. Silk is one of a big, uh, a big one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the most part, they were hitting on like the important Spider-People that other people might know. Interesting. So I didn't realize, I guess I knew Spider-Man 2099 was a thing, but so you're saying most of the spider people we saw that were important have some sort of comic book. Absolutely. uh, That's interesting. Okay, I did not realize that. I didn't do enough homework. And so Miguel O'Hara... should we check in with Miles or, or go Miguel O'Hara? And yeah, wow. Well, is this all happening and we haven't even seen Miles yet in the movie? Uh, yeah. Still haven't. Yeah, still he still has not popped up. That's yeah. pretty interesting, actually. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't even popped up in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's a solid like 10 minutes. Um, Evan, Evan's like, see, mm-hmm, see it's yeah, good. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> would you admit? Uh, so, yeah, she gets plucked by the Spider Society title card. And then we are dropped into Brooklyn with... Uh, Miles Morales doing his Spider-Man thing, and is he mid-battle with? Spots. This is where we meet yep. the spot. Yeah, and he's so he's he's got the. It's a classic conundrum here. I do love it. He's got like the school meeting that he needs to be going to, but he's doing Spider-Man things. So mm-hmm. you know he can't do both at the same time. I do love that. Okay, that is a very Spider-Man message. Now that we're thinking more about it, that's like very mm-hmm. 2000s Toby. He's like, I gotta save these people, but I need to go see Mary Jane at a play. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's what's interesting about Spider-Man as a character, and that's what we've lost so much in like all the other superhero movies, but. Spot is voiced by Jason Schwartzman. Mm. Super I thought he was great. Yeah. I thought he was great, though. Spot was a highlight for me. Um, is he? I've never seen him in any cartoon, comic I've seen. Is Spot new? I'm guessing no. I think it's uh, like pulled it's like from a the depths. C-less, of, B-less, yeah. <laughs> kind of villain, Spider-Man villain, but yeah, uh, a villain of the week, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> I got him, roasted him. <laughs> How would you describe Spot's powers? Hmm. It's like portals, portals. Kind of like portals, like interdimensional travel, um, based on the matter of his body. It's Mm -hmm. it's really weird, but the way even the way that they, yeah, right, exactly. The way that they like bring it to life on on screen, you look at it, and it's like this looks like just strange and 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 awkward. You know, he 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 doesn't even know how to manage his own powers because Mm -hmm. and that was fun. 
yeah, that, that was really cool to see him sort of learn and pick that up and also become more confident with them throughout the movie. But even when you first see him, he's like an, he's like an idiot. He's yeah. clumsy. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. He's trying to rob from an ATM machine and he yeah. can't do it. It's all it's all really good stuff. He yeah. goes, he goes, I uh, used to have a body. It was pretty uh, attractive by conventional means. <laughs> it's like, <Yeah>. that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, them kind of portaling all around while fighting was fun. Every time his hand tried to go, went out somewhere else. That was, that was cool. That was a good fight. And like I said, the whole time he's like texting his family, which is uh, pretty classic. And then he does show up. And the only reason I want to highlight this line is I think it's important is the, the snooty, uh, like school counselor was like, well, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And then he busts in. He's like, unless you have two cakes and then they're all like miles. <laughs> and so I, the more I'm thinking about it, I, I do really like this. Oh, these two opening sequences. So, yeah. all right. Point points in the awesome category there. Yeah. <laughs> so I want you guys to hear this out. Alex today texts me. He says, I know how this is going to end. And he's uh, three Spider Verse very three. confident prediction oh. on how the story will resolve. So I want to hear okay. what you guys think. I'm calling it spoilers. That's how yeah. confident I am. So no, no. <laughs> okay. all right, no, no, no. And so this is, Evans bringing it up because I just highlighted what I think is the central theme of it all. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And Miles busts in and says, "Unless you have two cakes, then." Cut to his the party where he literally buys two cakes to try to mm -hmm. solve his problem. That's true. I think in the third one, we're going to have that canon event come where he, you know, it's save the bus of people or save your dad. And Miles is going to have his cake and eat it, too, by enlisting the help of this new prowler that we just met at the end. Spoilers. I, mm, I'm hoping everyone's yeah. seen the movie. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. This and is so your I only think warning. I think that is how it's you know it's literally the theme and the message of you you can have your cake and eat it too if if you do it right. I actually really like that that idea just because I, I was also thinking about the third movie and the fact that we've set up like multiple villains. We've set up Prowler, the the Miles version of the Prowler. His uncle Aaron is also back, which and then badass. which was it was great. It was incredible. And then the Spot is obviously still a threat. And then there's other looming stuff, you know, that they reference mm -hmm. at the end of the movie, which I'm sure we'll get to, where mm -hmm. it's like. There might be 15 villains yeah. in the next movie. So how, how do you Another create... Another Spider-Man No Way Home thing. Just kidding. Right, <laughs> yeah. And so how, how do you create a situation to where perhaps there is some sort of like opportunity for Miles, our Miles of Brooklyn, mm -hmm. to convince Earth-42 Miles that, you know, they, they need to they need to work together, you know? Because yeah. I think that, yeah, I, I, I like that, that concept because he is an anomaly. He is different than everybody else. And so there might be a chance for him to like prove that you can do both and you can have it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't mean to jump around, but Earth-42, <laughs> Prowler Miles, which is at the end, he runs into his alternate universe self that has taken up the life of crime in the mantle of the Prowler. Did you guys notice anything about his voice? I assumed it was the same voice. Is it not? I made the same assumption, but it is not. Cool. He is voiced by Emmy Award winning actor slash rapper Jarrell Jerome of When They See Us of Wow uh, uh, That's Jarrell Jerome. Okay. I was Jarell wondering Jerome. where it was in the movie. Yeah, uh, I see like a credit and I was like, wait, where is he? Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense though. Shamik Moore has no Latin in him, but Jarrell Jerome mm -hmm. does. And so when he says Miles Morales, the way he says it, I was like, That's not Shamik, <laughs> but like I just thought he just voice acted it, you know? But it makes too. sense. I was like, Oh, he's Jerome. been growing up with just his mother. His mm -hmm. his accent sort of changed. Oh, Oh, now not to brag about my best friend Evan here, but he uh, did some artwork for for the man here for his latest uh, 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 rap album. Album forthcoming. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Me. Yes, didn't mean yeah. to speak. Yeah, um, um, but that's, that's how fun. I, that's how I found out. Was like it, 
caught me a little bit off guard in the theater. I was like, that kind of sounds like him. <laughs> no way. What are the chances? What are the chances? And then uh, someone from his team responded to like my story of like, oh, I, I went to see Spider-Verse. And he's like, did you catch Jarell Jerome? I was like, what? <laughs> well, that's wow. so great. Wow. That's incredible, actually. Yeah. That's that they, that they made that choice. Mind-blowing. Yeah. I love it. Because so he I was went fan to, like, casted like crazy. Yeah, he was fan cast. There's like... I think it was around 2020 headlines of him saying like that would be a dream role because he uh, has that black and mm. Latinx background. Uh, but yeah, I'm really Speaking looking forward to that. Of dream casting and people who love this, I'm just gonna jump. We're jumping all the way That's around here. <laughs> I visibly was shook when Donald Glover's face popped up on my screen, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god!" I was like, "He's he's just there, and he's an alternate version of the Prowler too." I was like, "Holy!" Mm-hmm. I just blew my mind because so correct me if I'm wrong in Spider-Man Homecoming that is they don't I don't think they really address it too much but that is technically Uncle Aaron in in the MCU. Mm -hmm. Yeah this is I think you know with the Jarrell Jerome piece that we just mentioned and also the Donald Glover piece the producers they they just know and understand like there is so much love and adoration for the miles morales interpretation of the character over the past like 10 or 15 years so for mm-hmm. them to make these choices to say like yeah we want to you know sort of include donald glover into this and and have him come up and and sort of connect those those threads between the real life stuff that happened but also that appearance in the mcu that that was just like really really dope mm-hmm. stuff i love that yeah and so Kurt- just for anyone who doesn't know back in the day when they are casting for the amazing spider-man where andrew garfield eventually becomes Peter Parker. There was a huge fan movement that said, Donald Glover for for Spider-Man. He's perfect. He's a nerd. He's funny. He can do this. And if I'm not mistaken, that is part of what helped create the character of Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Is someone was like, yeah. you know what? I, I always saw, I don't know if it was like, a, I think I maybe saw it on TikTok or, or I read it, but Stan Lee had always said like one thing he really liked about Spider-Man was he was covered from like head to toe. So he could be white. He could be black. He could be anyone under that mask. And, mm-hmm. and that was like always important to the Spider-Man character. Character. And so I like that they are like actually fleshing that out now. And, and mm-hmm. like we're seeing that. And so Donald Glover has a long history past on his TV show community. He there mm-hmm. would always make hints at him potentially being Spider-Man or I so, think he voiced the first animated mm, rendition of the character. I, that I don't sounds know what right spe- too. series it was. It was like Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man or one of those that I don't know. Yeah, I is. think so. Mm-hmm. He um, made an appearance in the movie too. We got yeah. so many different Spider-Man in the movie. Yeah, okay. All of them. Um, but mm. I, I do, you know what? Another point in the awesome category. I love the the care and just kind of the love they put into like the whole Spider-Man mythos. They were like, these things are intentional, they're important, and it's all about it's all about Spider-Man. Not to denigrate the movie whatsoever, but Whoa. there was maybe one cameo. The only one that maybe felt to me like it could be cut was when they cut to what I assume is the Venom universe when they're in the convenience store with the, the Asian lady at the counter. Is that mm. supposed to be? Oh. I, Mrs. Yeah, Mrs. Chin okay. from, from Venom. I never yeah. watched two. I've only seen one a long time ago. I recently just watched Venom too, and for the first time, actually, I can't believe I missed that. Yep, yep. I'm that's why she out. wasn't scared at all. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. okay. Okay, man, Still they're well they're working overtime to get Venom into like the MCU, though. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I guess let's talk about the Spider Society because this is how yeah. he gets looped back in or, and connected again with Gwen. There's Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara who is the first person to make this autonomous dimension, universe jump, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. By the time we catch up to them in this movie, he's recruited 
every Spider-Man but Miles. It's it wait. Like... Okay, I was actually going to ask that. Do you guys do you guys think it is every Spider-Man but Miles? Pretty close. I... Yeah, oh, it, looks, it looks that way. It's yeah. pretty oh close. God, that's heartbreaking. Okay, yeah. I guess I didn't think about that till after the movie because then I was like, oh, he's the anomaly. That's why he w- actually wasn't invited. And I go, oh my God, it literally could be every other Spider-Man besides <laughs> him. I didn't yeah, catch that right away. Th- there's that whole sequence, which is kind of weird. I didn't catch it the first time, but like Gwen is like, this is a very elite squad. She There's lied. only a select few. But mm-hmm. she, I think she lied because when he she got there, he's like, feelings. Mm-hmm. yeah, look at all these Spider-Man. And she's like, yeah, most of these are part time. But she still hadn't revealed the truth yet about his mm-hmm. who he was. Are she you already that, knew okay. it. So. We know the ending of the movie. Let's go around the room. Are you guys mad at her at all? Just a yes or a no. You upset with her? For most of the movie, yeah. I think so. Evan. But I think it serves the story. No, I think it serves the story, though. It's like... I just wanted a yes or a no. Hold on. I'm sorry. Des, yes or no. Are you upset with Spider-Gwen? Um, that, I ain't gonna lie. It's hard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Oh, my a little God. Bit. Okay. 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 A little bit. Okay. Uh, Jordan, yes or no? Yes or no? I think so. When you just take in totality every decision she made, oh, wow. it, it looks pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Shoot. Um, not even just her, though. Even I was, Peter B. Even Peter I was B. Get, Parker. I'm more mad with Peter B. than I am Peter with B her. Too. Because mm-hmm. for me, Spider-Gwen... Oh, my God. Wait, they didn't want to recruit her because she was friends with him. Oh. Okay. I didn't catch that. Okay, so... Yeah. I was going to say, Spider-Gwen didn't really... She, like, needed a new home. I, I So, like, if they're like, hey, you can live here as long as you want, but you can't tell Miles. Like, I'm a little more forgiving, but I, you know, (laughs) you guys are maybe convincing me a little. I need to put some more blame on her. I'm really mad at my boy Nick Miller, uh, Peter B. Parker. What really hits home about this movie is that sense of betrayal. It really, like, the fact that his closest friends, these people he adores that brought him into this world, all lied to him, all purposely left him out, all are keeping this huge secret from him. Uh, just adds to that sense of betrayal. And, and it really ties into the themes of the conversations he, Miles has with his mom of like being in spaces where you're not quote unquote supposed to be. Miles is not meant to be in the spider society. He's not meant to go to, or, you know, Spider-Man people actually. don't oh. think he's supposed to be at his school or uh, people don't, see him going to Princeton or whatever the the uh, the Ivy League or the the better school the colleges and that's just like amplified by this spider society. Yeah, I'm not I'm not rooting for or saying that her friends are in the right at all. But I'm going to have to preface this. If you find out one of your close friends that you just had this crazy event with like like we were saying what 16 months ago. Mm-hmm. And if if you just found out that he was the quote unquote cancer of spider society. How do you like, yeah, that's tough. That's tough do to, you tell, okay. is, is it really like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you tell mm-hmm. him <laughs> or yeah. is it even on you to tell him if that, is there She's a way you can go around yeah. it? Cause it, it kind of seemed like also they left miles out, not even just because he was the anomaly per se, but also cause like he could potentially live in his own world and never find out about it. And so, I don't know. It, it's like protection in one way and not in another way. I know it's a really hard thing to juggle. But as Peter B. and as Gwen, it's like, ooh, I don't know if yeah, we can tell him that. Do? Yeah, it's it's really tough to be like, ooh, you know what? You The reason you had such a hard time getting the ropes of this, you really weren't supposed to be Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry. It was an yeah, accident. It feels, it feels like they were just trying to sweep it under the rug and say, like, well, if he never knows, then nothing can ever happen. Exactly. But they did not account for the fact that Gwen would sort 
sort of act out of turn and go visit him, which mm-hmm. started to set off a chain of events. That's she, how they end up in Mumbatton. That's how he ends up disrupting the Canada event. So it kind of, and I, I think that's why a lot of this movie does belong to her and it's from her perspective. That's why we started with her. But then we also see that the narrative thrust, all the events of the film are pretty much because of her. She's very responsible, mm-hmm. rightly or wrongly, for just the course of events that take place mm-hmm. in this film. And so I think um, she she has to be looked at for being partially responsible yeah. at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. You guys have changed my view on being mad at Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little I'm more it's forgiving hard. now. It's difficult. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. um, it's, it's not an easy it's not choice. In, yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 they're young. I always like to take that into account. I was pretty dumb when I was 15, just just straight up. Oh yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. so Same. having I'm, that much. Uh, I was falling in love when they're swinging around. Yeah, New York and do, having the upside down <laughs> conversation. I thought that was beautiful. I loved all yeah. of it. Um, also, it just took me back to how amazing. And like kinetic Spider-Man movies are generally, but these ones in particular, mm-hmm. some of it I have like trouble tracking visually, like what's happening. It's just like it's so quick paced, but it, it's all beautifully. Yeah. I, yeah, it's dynamic. That's a good word for it. So we, we get Brooklyn and then maybe the next world we visit is uh, Mumbatton, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, just to move the plot along, um, she was there to track the spot. Spot takes off. Um, I was so confused when she planted that little chip. I was like, what is she up to? I should have known. Ah, I'm so upset with her now. Okay. So (laughs) she's there to track the spot. Spot gets away. Miles also, I don't know if Miles has like a time limit on his invisibility, but that's his best power. He should just be invisible anytime (laughs) he's fighting. That would give you such an edge, but he invisibly kind of sneaks up and stilts on her and, uh, he follows and the moment where he was like, ah, oh, I guess I should go back to the party. I was like, no, what? That's not what? And then he jumped. And I was like, thank God. So, yeah. yes, then he jumped to, uh, what? where was it that they went? I'm so sorry. You just Mumbatton? said Mumbatton? It. Mm. It's like an mm-hmm. amalgamation yeah. of Mumbai and Manhattan. I didn't catch that. Spider-Man India, voiced by Karan Sony, uh, who's in the Deadpool movies, who is mm. uh, Safety Not Guaranteed, which is a great like little indie film. Yeah. Uh, but more recently, voiced a character in Strange World, which... It's a oh. little bit of a box out. Is he but also? I, I is he the little boy in Phineas and Ferb? Their little friend. I don't know. I oh, is he? That. I actually don't, don't want to be that. that guy, but it sounded just like him. Caranza. That's a good question. I don't know. We can um, edit this out if someone wants to look it up. I'm really curious. I was <laughs> hoping someone would know. This is why we do. I save these things for on air. I'm not seeing it, unfortunately. No. Oh, but... that's so disappointing. And I'm just maybe a little racist. Yeah, Damn it's it. not him. It's not him. <laughs> <laughs> damn it okay um, shoot yeah felt that's what i thought in the theater but okay whatever still still great he was uh one of my favorites <laughs> he was great just his sort of like can do go lucky attitude i don't know it was he was he was really good um what was this web like a it was bracelet. like a bangle yeah. like oh. a like a bracelet mm. I, it he very was much... wearing it as you're right i was thinking it was a yeah. yo-yo until like it would eventually you're right go on his wrist Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he yeah he had it on his wrist, but he would like you say he would use it to web sling. It was but nice. No, re- really dope character. I-, I love the fact that like everything is just going perfectly for him. But he's only been <laughs> Spider Man for like five. He's six like months, been Spider Man so, for six months, and this should yeah. have been our first sign. And he, it, it was, Miles was like, and he has a a, ba- a a thing already, a watch. He was like, I've been Spider Man for six yeah. months. He's like, I got the hottest girlfriend, the best hair, <laughs> all my grades are great. I was like, yeah, you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other S- Spider Man we meet in this sequence uh, is Spider Punk. Hobie. Yeah. Hobie. I was so ready to be mad at this character, but it turns out 
he's one of the coolest in the whole movie, and he's wait. Why pivotal. were you ready to be mad at him? Let me. I want to hear why. Because of Miles's jealousy, you know. He, oh, he's like oh. got this close friendship with with Gwen. Oh, yeah. Gwen had a Gwen. toothbrush over there. Yeah, yeah I was like, you're saying friendship. I was like, excuse me, I, they're, I think they're dating. Friendship. Yeah, it's unclear. It's unclear. Wait, no, no, no. Okay, wait. You guys think they're friends or dating? No, they're together. They're dating. They, 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 they've had something. You don't toothbrush. A toothbrush. A toothbrush. Yeah. His shoes. Yeah, she was wearing his. Yeah, that's shoes. she that. was wearing his shoes too. Yeah. No ballerina shoes. She had on his chucks. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I do really like Hobie. I, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, we, we were poised to be like Hobie, voiced by Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, really I cool. love him. Makes him all the cooler. In my man, opinion. he really let his British out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, great yeah. character. Couldn't always understand exactly what he was saying. Just gonna be honest, it was very thick. His his mm. Cockney accent, I think. Well, mm-hmm. it's a Cockney accent, but it was British. Um, <laughs> I took a guess. I tried. <laughs> I had a weird experience at the theater uh, where the dialogue was very quiet. So much so that I went out to the customer service desk. I was like, I can't hear a fucking thing they're saying. And then <laughs> you know, that's the, a whole the lady. Thing. Yeah, that's uh, a thing. That's I, I went happening. through in the beginning of the movie. Uh, and uh, and this has happened to me at that theater specifically before. So I was like, okay, I got to say something. And they go, oh, we actually just got an email about that, like theater chain wide, that the movie's a little quiet and my, or might be w- mixed weird. Anyways, if you're at an AMC theater and it's happening, ask them to bump the volume up a little bit. But uh, uh, Hobie is pivotal towards the end. You know, we're jumping around. Miles is betrayed by his closest friends or the people he came in with, but Hobie and Spider Bite, Spider Bite. Um, are, are the two that really save him in this one. And it's not lost on me. It's the two black spider men mm. or spider characters that are the only ones looking out for Miles. And that mm. stuck with me. It was really, really powerful for me. Yeah, I definitely... I noticed that that like those were the only allies he had, which is why I might be a little annoyed at Jessica Drew, like the older Spider Woman, oh. because she's also another. And I think she, for a lot of the movie, felt somewhat—I don't want to say indifferent—but you can tell that, like, being the second in command to Miguel O'Hara, she very much was on the side of like yeah. the Spider Society and keeping things mm-hmm. in order, which is totally understandable because it's a big picture. But she also, I think, at the same time with the Gwen relationship wasn't as much of a mentor to her mm-hmm. as we've seen other people be to, to Miles. And those are two of the younger spider people, you know, out of this whole story. And so I did like seeing Hobie and, and, and spider Bite, you know, sort of do just a little bit to help Miles out along yeah. the way. Cause he needed those extra steps to, to get past everything. So yeah. I was annoyed with Jessica probably for a different reason, but like, I'll just say it. Is it not irresponsible when you are like eight months pregnant to be out Spider-Manning, Spider-Woman? On a motorcycle. Yeah, on a on motorcycle, a mo- nonetheless. That, yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. Not even a helmet. Which is wait a month or two. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and the other baby in the film, Mayday Parker. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. Seeing the side of Peter B that is a parent. Um, and, and I think they write parent characters very well in these movies where uh, Miles's parents never come off as overbearing or like they're just telling Miles, oh, you're grounded. Like y- you understand their motivations. They you can you can sympathize with them. The amount of care that they have for Miles, they're really just trying to protect him. Jordan, like you said earlier, the conversation he has with his mother by the, the water tower is just super. I don't know. It, it really hit home for me. And then I had the weird, weird experience. Um, when saw this with my wife, we're expecting a kid in September. 
and I'm watching this whole movie when he's having that conversation with his mom and she's saying, you're loved, like you're validated, you are enough. And, and it's really hitting home with me. And I'm like relating to Miles and I'm talking to Haley after the movie. She's like, when she's having that conversation, like she's like, got me thinking about like eventually we're gonna have to send our kid off and it's like damn maybe i need to grow up a little bit i should be relating to the parent characters not the kid character (laughs) (laughs) but they but i mean both the characters are all written very well where you can relate to his mom who's you know not overbearing but very protective of him or his dad who is just trying to do his best he's trying to learn how to relate to his son i forget what the dialogue is but he like something miles says in passing as spider-man to him of like how to relate to his son not knowing it's miles uh he eventually passes off to like miles's mom as his own he's like maybe we just let him spread his wings i think that's what it was Uh, and i thought that was a nice touch no no I, i agree with you Spider-Man as a character, the relationship to the Aunt Mays, his parents, that is Uncle Ben, that's like crucial to the development of Spider-Man. So I, I, I am really liking this rendition of where, you know, Miles has both his parents. It's it's a different dynamic. He doesn't always get along with them because that's very much like a kid. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, the Spider-Society is trying to force that tragedy on him. This podcast is supported by Lumina. Lumina is an AI-powered webcam that makes you look good on every video call. 4K resolution, adaptive color correction, autofocus and bokeh so you get that nice blur in the background, and of course my favorite feature, the AI cameraman that follows you around the frame to keep you centered at all times. Zhuzh up your video calls and stop looking like dog doo-doo with Lumina. You can use promo code 2dudes for 10% off your purchase at getlumina.com. That's code T-W-O-Dudes at getlumina.com. Back to the podcast. Two dudes watch cartoons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk yeah. about, like, canon events. What did yeah. you guys think? So, uh, we're in, uh, mo- mo- uh, what was it again? The comic Moombatten. Moombatten. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm sorry. I can't believe I missed that. Moombatten. And uh, he's like, I'll step in and help save the child and, and the, the police captain while he gets the bus with his hot, hot girlfriend, as he claimed. And they save everyone. Mm-hmm. And Peter's like, or uh, Miles is like, yay. Like, woo. But he disrupted a canon event. What do you guys think of these canon events? And then eventually, you know, they get explained to us. It seems fucked up. <laughs> it's the it's the thing it's like you save one like pull the lever you save one person or you send the trolley running over like five people and the fact that they're all willing participants in making all of this happen across however many universes particularly when the realization hits miles and he's like quinn is that why you tried and stop me and she's like well i was like that's fucked up that's really messed up yeah i don't know i think it's uh (laughs) it's and and when miguel is even explaining canon events he starts and says like yeah we're all binded by similar experiences some good but then he quickly moves on and says like Mm -hmm. but there are bad ones and then some really really terrible ones which i think that that's what we focus on is that they're all binded by mostly terrible events Mm -hmm. and occurrences not really Mm -hmm. great things outside of like their spider characteristics their powers those are all similar it is it's it's crazy but i think it's one of those genius points of like storytelling where you can basically present something that is meant to happen as in their quote-unquote destiny and say like well the person that we're supposed to root for the definitive version of the character now is completely going against that Mm -hmm. and i think that that represents obviously Miles as a character within the story, but also just like the perception of Miles in the larger context of like the Spider-Man mythos in this day and age, Mm -hmm. like that Spider-Man is Miles Morales is going to 
probably move forward as the definitive version for a lot of people. So I just love how they play with that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's going to obviously continue to be a a big, big problem in the next one. I love that. You're so right. There's a whole generation of kids that are going to be like Miles is. is, That's so cool. be their Spider-Man. Yeah, I love that. I didn't even think about that because I'm so old and crotchety now. (laughs) And I'm not thinking about kids like Evan. (laughs) I love how they play with, I think, the fear um, that Miles' father is going to die. Because as a long-term Miles person, that is exactly who he loses, (laughs) Mm -hmm. is his father. Like, very early Mm -hmm. on, I mean, comic, video game. I mean, it's just like across the board, he loses his dad. The police captain is just how it works. And I love how they're like... Even playing with the knowledge of people who know that, where you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. That's supposed to happen. But now this movie has re-altered everything, where I'm like, mm-hmm. are they about to change this because change it's destiny. the Spider-Verse? Yeah, are they about yeah. to like shift this whole thing and, and he's going to live? You know what I mean? So it's I, I love how they're playing with that fear, but uncertainty at the same time of really that everything about Miles' history. It's really interesting. So I have a, I have a question for you then. When like you saw Into the Spider-Verse, what, was it a surprise to you that Uncle Aaron died? I haven't read the Miles Morales origin or anything. Um, no. But did that catch you off guard? Okay. <laughs> also not a surprise because they, oh, okay. they both happen at different oh. times, I think. <laughs> um, gotcha, depending on gotcha. the, the story being told. Miles has like gotcha. three, four different comics now. In fact, it's like one comic where like Uncle Aaron is like the Iron Spider, but it's a villain. It's <laughs> It's a lot going on, like in, in, in these, in these. Yeah, I know it's a lot in, in these Miles world. So yeah, it, it didn't surprise me at all. I okay. feel like that was the way they were going um, in that movie in particular. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. See, I thought the Uncle Aaron was supposed to be like the canon event because I, I guess I, I didn't know enough about from the comics either. But so that's so interesting to me. I like that it's playing with the expectation of uh, you know the normal Spider-Man movie. So like No Way Home, um, it did with instead of you know Uncle Ben, it was his Aunt May's death that did it. Once again, just a different Spider-Man canon event. Did it catch you guys off guard when Andrew Garfield popped on the screen? I was like, oh yeah, there he yeah. is. Yeah, wasn't expecting that in particular. I, I think now in this day. It's like maybe anything is possible, but the way that they the way that they put the Andrew footage in there, I thought was like a good use instead of like I don't know something random. Like if we just saw like a computer screen and you just see mm-hmm. like random footage, like yeah. incorporating it into the into the exposition yeah. dump, you know, and making it interesting was was, was a nice touch. Sony is working overtime to be like, see Marvel, we can all exist in the same world. <laughs> we can <laughs> we can do it. It'll be nice. Um, but this is the central plot twist of the story, right? And it's like the whole time, everyone's like, you got to go, Miles, you got to go. And as a viewer, you're like, why is everyone just chill? There's so there's so <laughs> many Spider-Men. What's the big deal? And the big deal, as it turns out, is that uh, the original biter, spider that bit him is from a different dimension. You know, Spot mentioned that. He mentions it so briefly and offhandly, though, <laughs> that you kind of just don't really take any stock in it. He was like, I'm the one who brought the spider here that bit you. And it's, you don't really think anything of it, but it's from a totally different dimension. And so he's messing with it. It wasn't supposed to be. Because mm-hmm. it does glitch. It does glitch in the first movie. The spider does before. Mm-hmm. It, it bites and in. the consequence of that spider being taken out of that universe is that that universe has no Spider-Man. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's Crime the, 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 the Oh, yeah. and yeah. that was the one he went to. So. I will say, and I very much, when they were like, oh, the go back home machine, it scans your DNA and sends you home. I very much instantly was like, oh, but that spider is not from his home. (laughs) So I kind of, I caught that that was going to happen. But Mm -hmm. I will say the way they played on it, where it looked like Gwen was listening to him, I was like, oh, they got me. Even though I I thought it could happen, they got me. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think of the chase sequence? I have to say, 
Spider-Man 2099, his like cyber webs, that is badass. Cool. It's great. It looks yeah, like a Dark Side's Omega Beam at times where it'll it yeah. does. <laughs> yep. Oh, so mm-hmm. cool. So cool. Yeah. Before we dig into it, I, I will say one of the things that I commend about this movie is they essentially lay out the whole plot within the trailer that we've seen. We've seen up to the chase sequence on top of like the the future subway vertical subway thing like we see that in the trailer and all of it is still so exhilarating for like i was on the edge of my seat for this sequence but i'd love to hear what you guys think about miles's escape this is my favorite sequence of the movie like the 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 explanation of miguel to miles as to like your place in all of this mm-hmm. followed by the chase the music the build the tension the, all you know the 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 primary spider people like jessica and gwen and, and hobie just like standing around all of that stuff is just so well done and you see sort of miles in real time reckoning with all this information mm-hmm. you know and i think that emotional just weight that he has to now carry and then still have like the wherewithal to come up with a plan to escape, you know, and to and to lure all the spider people away from the from the the control center mm-hmm. was just brilliant, and and it just speaks to why he is so special, you know, and why he is an anomaly, quote unquote, and actually why he probably should be there, contrary to what Miguel mm-hmm. is screaming at him, like you don't deserve, you you shouldn't be here, you're not one of us, mm-hmm. you know. I just thought it was it was just all beautifully done. It was so exhilarating. I think it it literally lights up every sense that you have. I mean. Visually, of course, it's it's amazing. But when you, it was a moment actually on the second view, and I was like, I am watching hundreds of spider people <laughs> chase Miles Morales in a different universe. Like when you just like put that in a sentence, it is like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually watching this. I'm actually here, and I think it's a really cool experience because it's so comic booky. It is very comic, but it's not only comic booky. It's it's a comic booky thing that's being done well that we accept. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes people take comic booky swings and we're like, ah, oh, that's kind of whack, or that's kind of cheesy, <laughs> or that's kind of. But that sequence is the definition of they are handling this movie so well because it's it's good. It's a good. <laughs> it's just good story and a good movie. Um, not only that, but I love how dark it is. I love, I love the horror beats in this movie. Like I think that's something that we need to talk about more often at some point is how scary this movie is. Cause a lot of us Mm. as, as even Evan was just saying, we put ourselves in Miles' shoes a lot. Shoes. Sometimes we put ourselves in Gwen's shoes or any of these spider people's shoes. But in that moment you're kind of in, in Miles' shoes and you're like, this is scary. Like, and, and I love how Rio told him exactly what was about to happen before it happened. It's like all these people out here aren't for you, but we are only, we can take care of you. Um, the way yeah. that we know how, and then literally mm-hmm. he goes to another universe, and they're not taking care of him, and they're no, not accepting right. him. Yeah, and it, but it's scary. It really is. It really does turn into uh, uh, just a big horror, almost slasher scene in some ways, right? When Miguel is like Jason or Mike Myers, and and Miles is just trying to get out of there. Um, uh, but yeah, it's I I really like it. It's also one of my favorite sequences in the movie. It's just it's just so well done. So for me, not to yuck everyone's yum. I was I the, I just this was the point where I was like, man, are we overdoing it with too many Spider-Man and the jokes no. and all of it? And so this was the point where I was just like, man, they really are just trying to fit every little Spider-Man here. That being said, I, I thought that was a bit corny. I loved how the whole time everyone's like, you don't know where you're going. You don't have a plan. Like, you're not even from here. You don't know where you're going. Oh, 
just to touch on this joke, when they give him the day pass and Peter B. Parker comes in, he goes, oh, I didn't realize they made these for adults. Like, <laughs> that was top tier comedy. But so he's, you know, he's running away and he's like, they're like, you don't have a plan. And he's like, oh, no. And he's like, yeah, but I lured you all away from the control center. And then he takes off. I was like, oh, that is brilliant because I also was like, man, what is he doing? Like, I don't think he knows where he's going, how to get home. And so I love that he did have a semblance of a plan and them not believing this was his plan was really what, uh you know, triggered it. So at the end, I loved when it was just him and Miles, or excuse me, M- Miguel and Miles. And he's like, Crawl. he's like are those claws he's like are you sure you're even a spider person <laughs> and he's like climbing up there and he, so i guess that's the other thing is at one point miguel like almost like eats someone or like bites yeah. them he's the like some sort of vampire out. but mm-hmm. they really don't touch on it a ton and i guess that was one thing i actually i was like we this is maybe my biggest gripe with the movie was the to be continued of it i didn't know that was happening i didn't know that was a thing so i didn't like that it just left off like i i get that my questions will be answered in the third one but it's really frustrating like what is this that it was he a vampire is he eating people is this his plan i want to know now but so i thought you like you said it, it was scary i had a, a child in my theater that was quite loud and quite rude but he started crying during this point and i was like oh god i was like this is scary and this is if I'm not mistaken, your main point of contention with the movie, right, is the cliffhanger? It honestly probably is. And maybe if I was prepped properly, I would have been fine with it. Because, you know, there's examples of movies that I know are going to be a part one of part two or a part two of part three. Well, you know what I mean? And I- I'm maybe more forgiving of it. But I-, I have to say, I audibly said, what? When it came on the screen, I was like, oh, my God, I just didn't know it was coming. And granted, I mean, the movie, like I could tell it was just wrapping up time wise, but I just didn't realize it was going to be a straight to be continued. And and I have to say it probably, you know, we're talking about it now. There's a lot of things I loved. I don't even know. I've really like (laughs) had any many negatives, but (laughs) maybe this just left me on a sour note when I came out. I was just like, I can't believe they did that to me. (laughs) Did you did it catch yeah. you guys off guard at all, or did you know that going in? No, knew knew it going in that this was meant and designed as like a part one or a part okay. two. But I, I you I'm know, Alex, I think <laughs> I think it's a fair point though to raise that because the studio, the creators, the they didn't make a big deal about this being a two parter. This wasn't like if they hugely yeah. made known. Like if you really followed news and kept up with just the development, you might have known. But they didn't make this, mm-hmm. and they don't call it part one. Mm-hmm. You know, I think and I that think that for a too. lot of people, yeah, yeah, a lot of people probably would have you know had a little bit more, um, just a little bit better of a gauge to know that this is like a two-part story mm-hmm. um and so that they changed since they changed the name you know i think that that definitely caught some people off guard so i, th- I think it's fair I, I i do find that with a lot of these like part one part twos because that's become more common over the past like decade or so i think once we ultimately get that second part and then people are able to just like watch this whole thing together everybody ultimately becomes yeah. more forgiving like oh it's fine you know but the waiting is it, it's tough it's, it's tough, tough. You know, to just like have to wait for it yeah mm. i do think like i said i've been I, i've been having a great time talking about it with you guys all your points you're bringing up are so great so i do think that probably skewed my opinion a bit when leaving i was just like oh my lord but you know there's a lot of great things in this movie so yeah. i just need to be patient i guess i am i am famously impatient so you don't have to wait that long is the thing it's march of 2024 so they say yes thank you thank you they you know how many times that's happened you see the flash oh. movie that was supposed to come out like five years ago 
<laughs> the Flash is literally coming out after the series has already wrapped yeah. up. It was announced. That's, that's crazy. The Flash got announced the same week the CW show yeah. aired nine years crazy. ago that it was happening. Mm-hmm. The and because the CW runner was famously pissed that they announced Ezra Miller was playing in the movie. They're like, oh, as we're premiering, why would you do that? And then it's coming out after it completes. That's it's production wild. hell. Crazy. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Des, how do you feel about the to be continued? Yeah. Uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. I love it. <laughs> but I think I, I, yeah, Evan did too. I'm, I'm, I'm all in favor of telling just long and complete stories uh, and taking your time while doing it. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like, I'd rather have the to be continued than like, mm-hmm. I don't Something know. Some messy yeah, kind of thing going on. I, I really like epics nowadays. So like, I also I'm a really big fan of Dune too. Like, I love Dune oh, Part One. Yeah. Like, that I love how it's to be continued. That was how <laughs> like, someone brought up to me. They were like, "You weren't mad at Dune," and I was like, "Yeah, but I guess I just knew you just there knew. was going to be more <laughs> Dune." You know what I mean? I always knew. I didn't realize. Like, I knew there'd be a third one here, but mm. I didn't think it was going to you know be a straight one and two as it is. But yeah. I think you guys are bringing up some good points. I do love fully fleshed out stories so i think i'm just being like little kid impatient here i i, I, I want okay. my cake and i want my cake and i want to eat it too <laughs> yeah, guys i'm sorry you gotta make two cakes man the second cake yeah. is coming cake is next year way. how funny was it when cake. he opens the cakes and it says i'm not I'm... proud <laughs> that was <laughs> that was yeah, amazing yeah. me and my girlfriend he's that's yeah he goes that's not what it was supposed to say <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the to, it's such an in, like I, I've said this to you, Alex. I'm not even mad about it. It happened. It caught me off guard. I didn't know that going in, but it, like they take you on this intense crescendo, and you're on the edge of your seat for this big payoff, and they're just like, "Do we continue? Yeah, I like, you're gonna have to come back next week or next year," <laughs> and it's like, it's so if such it's a truly, bold intentional choice. It's and if it's truly less that. than a year, I'll give it some forgiveness. <laughs> Because right. butts are going to be on track. Butts are going to be on those seats now. It's genius. Yes. I think it's genius. That's, tr- like, that's people so got to come back. They're like, yeah. you got to see the end of that. Two, they staring yeah. at each other in the eyes, <laughs> oh. and it's like oh. end of movie. <laughs> and, and they brought back all this. So my girlfriend didn't see the first one, and she keeps going because of like the the Simpsons thing. She's like, is there going to be a spider pig? I was like, there is a spider pig. I was like, he was there. Already, I was like, one. and you it's John. I was like, and it's John Mulaney who you love. And he never showed up. And then the very last, and I go, oh, I go, he's right there. And then they all like run forward and she goes, where? And I was like, ah, I swear you missed him. But he's there. I'm not making it up. I'm really looking forward to this movie. Uh, I don't know. Do we want to pull up some letterbox reviews or uh, how about this? Well, I got I got a question for the, okay. before we move on to anything. Who of um not like Miles or Gwen or, or Peter B. Parker? Who's who's who was like your favorite Spider Man outside of uh, like the main cast? If that makes sense mm-hmm. in this movie in particular, I think yeah, yes. yes, yeah, yeah. I think for me it was probably Hobie Brown just because it, it was just Same. such an unexpected. Like when, I, Spider-Punk comes from the comics and sort of like kind of knew what to expect. But I think Daniel Kaluuya specifically, what he brought to just like the character was just like, I, it was brilliant. His, I just love his what animation was great. And when uh, he holds uh, uh, Peter's daughter and he was like, she's pooping on capitalism. I love it. Or, or like <laughs> I, he was so funny to me. And then when he takes he takes off when they're all like, get him. Yeah. He's like, I ain't part of this. And mm-hmm. he. And then he very crucially leaves Gwen his uh, watch in her universe. So yeah, I do. Uh, he was he was probably the standout of 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 them for me. Mm-hmm. What about you, Des? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat um, because I feel like a revolutionary myself at the time. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. this dude is really against 
all the systems. And at first, <laughs> you think it's just all talk. But then he tells Miles uses ten to get out the thing. He's got. Yeah. He says, "I quit." I mean, it's. I just didn't expect him to be so radical in the movie itself, even though yeah, he's in a society of spider, is. which goes against like being radical and against the system. Mm-hmm. But exactly. he does stick by his principles, so I did really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Hobie would probably be my favorite. I will say, if Miss Drew had not turned out to be like actually evil, she would have been my favorite. I really there's something about like motorcycle spider man that really like like i said yeah. tickled but i was just like oh that's pretty sick like i don't know what it is yeah. her webs come from her fingers too yeah. like her fingertips oh which yes I really when she, too. All, she did like mm-hmm. five at the same time i was yeah. like that's sick too yeah and she's also i think the only one that doesn't wear a mask which yeah. is like those glasses kind yeah. of a okay. those big kind of glasses, an unsaid thing i'm a glasses yeah, guy glasses. i'd probably have to do that if i was a superhero i've thought about this continuing your vehicular theme alex one of my favorite spider-man oh. was Peter parked car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> laughed out loud. You love theater. a good bit. That was great. <laughs> like, yeah. That was very to funny the... to me. Yeah. <laughs> a little like RC but, um, Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I would say my favorite like new Spider-Man that we got uh, is the Scarlet Spider, which is from like the 90s comics. Yeah, uh, that was good too. Voiced by oh, Andy Samberg. I, I didn't, caught I didn't it. quite catch it. but I, I heard it. And he, he, for, he's one for some, anytime he's in something, I'm like, I know it's you, Andy Samberg. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was great. Oh, and you know what? We didn't touch on. Um, I'll, I'll say this is my favorite Spider-Man, just so we can talk about it. The little Lego scene, because it looked like it was going to be just a flash of them going through him. going, And then he like, we got an anomaly, sir. And I was like, oh, this is great. Like, this is so funny to me. I, I love that they like continued it even just like for 10 more seconds than than they could have. OK, so, Alex, you made your prediction for mm. what happens in the next one. What do you, what would you guys like to see out of Beyond the Spider-Verse? I want four cakes. Go on, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anything in particular? All the cakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think for me, I think uh, because this idea, and we've already sort of touched on it, this this idea of being an anomaly and, and sort of going against the expectations of what it means to be Spider-Man, I think they're going to play with that a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, to what Des was mentioning earlier, I, I have a strong feeling that they're not going to kill his father, even though that that's what we know out of his story. And that's the canon event, quote unquote. Though. I think they're going to go a different route and sort of subvert, subvert expectations that way to just show that, um, hey, yeah, Spider-Man, like for 60 years, has always been about sacrificing mm-hmm. and not being able to have everything and not being able to save everyone. Peter Porker told him that in the first movie, like you can't save everybody, Miles. But I think that we're gonna see by the end of this that Miles, being the one, the one definitive version out of everybody, the one sort of prime Spider-Man that we're having a relationship with now, he's gonna figure out a way to do so. Yeah. And I think that that's gonna be the the big resolution. It's, I think it's interesting because it kind of like happened to Gwen first, but on accident, right? Where she has a realization that like my dad just quit; he's not Captain anymore, so he's probably not gonna die. So I love how like mm. that's an accident. This one, this one, she goes. Oh shoot! My gut was kind of right. Miles is probably right about this whole thing, and oh, that we could probably save his dad. That. Yeah, that's oh, like the, that's good too. That's mm-hmm. what changed her motivation. That's what changed everything when she was like, "Oh shoot, my dad quit. He's not." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, You're yeah. so right. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, um, but. I, I've given my prediction. Evan, what's yours? And then I, I got one more question for the group. My prediction was much lamer and much less thought out than yours, but I, my only prediction so far for Beyond the Spider-Verse is that at some point we'll see 
a live action, you know, whoever eventually gets cast as it, a live action Miles Morales, whether it's a bop into that universe. Oh, whoa. I think that'd be that cool. Would be that think, would be wow. crazy. Oh my God. That would, I could yeah. honestly see them doing like part of the movie in a live action universe. Yeah, because I think I've seen recently that Amy Pascal, the Sony. Not a, not a lame prediction, Marvel Evan. Head. Go yeah. on. That is uh, a I really think they're good, starting actually. the casting process. They're starting to look for. Um, so I'm, yeah. We've cool seen see. glimpses of them looking into universes <clears throat> that aren't animated. Like yes. the precedent mm-hmm. is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Glover yeah. was in their universe. Yeah, you yeah. you might be selling me honestly on this. Um, that would be fun then, uh, too. Other than that, I would love to see. Uh, I don't know the the like his designation in the universe, but there was like an old Japanese live action. Uh, Spider-Man Mecha show, like he has yeah, like bracelets. It was. It's like a like a Power Rangers type vibe. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's shown up in the comics uh, in like the Spider Verse. I'd love to see. Yeah. That is, yeah, that's another That'd prediction I actually have. Now this one is a, a hot take, probably, but I think there's going to be more Spider-Man. Oh, oh yeah. no <laughs> way! Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I think we'll see. Okay. Uh, I think we'll see Silk at some point because oh, yeah, we yeah. didn't get yeah. any of her. Could be a um, main and, character, and, and and I think everyone's still kind of waiting around for some version of Tom Holland to pop up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just don't know exactly mm, how, true. but I can I think, see that too because they're really trying to make their Sony universe like a exactly. Yeah. They literally have everything. Yeah. They got the Venom yeah. little snippet in there. Everything is there except Tom Holland. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. like, he he he's probably in the movie somewhere. Yeah, I like that. Okay, um, now this one may be, be a bit harder. Did you guys have like a favorite joke if, or like a, a bit that you thought was just like laugh out loud hilarious? We can take a moment to, to think on it. If uh, I know these can be a bit harder sometimes because they just kind of happen. <laughs> yeah, I do have. It's not a joke specifically, but it is a moment. Yeah. So it's during the chase, and so we see Spider Cat the first time, but the second time that we see Spider Cat, you see the Spider Man doing the the classic like I'm holding or I'm trying to pull the two bridges together, and Spider Cat jumps on his face and is wrecking and scratching the shit out of his uh-huh. face and just like causes everybody to fall. It was it, it was really hilarious yeah. to me. I don't I don't know how many people picked up on it, but it was it was a great see, moment. Whip, I see Whip was too. crazy too. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. I was like, what is this Spider Rex? <laughs> that was that made me laugh out loud when Spider Rex came. I was. Like, what? Yeah. Peter Park's um, car was probably my favorite. That was the one that made you laugh. I yeah. can see you laughing. I just really like anytime Rio is on screen, to be honest. I think Rio's hilarious. She's like, a, <laughs> there are not only heartfelt moments, but like, she's just such a mom. And like Jordan was saying earlier, we don't get a lot of like time with superheroes' parents. And it was just like the most grounded thing ever. But Rio her being like this this mother who is she's not like super old either her his parents aren't old you no. know what i mean so they're no, like Aunt i don't May know from I, the first one exactly so what, actually okay right. this is a moment one of my favorite moments is when they're talking to the teacher and and uh miles's dad is about to try to explain something and rio just kind of tilts his head and looks at him and he goes wait 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 okay okay i don't want to i thought that was hilarious because it's <laughs> yeah. so subtle but it's so real it's like one of the most realistic things it's I've like ever a very seen. familial yeah, yeah. What, yeah. I get what you mean <laughs> was the counselor voiced by what's her name i want to say yeah like rachel rachel dratch yep from yeah. snl, SNL. Right? yeah you got it mm-hmm. i recognize that voice anywhere Mm-hmm. Supposed to be a mainstay on 30 Rock, and they just kind of wrote her out of the show. Um, okay, so, um, you know, I'm going to give a, an honorable mention to uh, when they when he was like, get Spider-Man, and they all point at each other. 
And finally, we got the meme in the movie. I thought that was pretty. That was pretty uh-huh. iconic. Shoot, there was a moment. The therapy where I... one is pretty good, and they granted oh, they put it in the trailer. Good. But yes, even though I saw it in the trailer, it is so funny. Oh, see, I didn't see it in the trailer, and it made me laugh out loud. That was that's one of the funnier moments when uh, he's like, "And let me guess," and then she died, <laughs> or he died, and then they all come busting through. That was pretty great. Yeah, let's do some closing thoughts. Yeah. Kind of summarize your overall impressions of the movie, and then we like to give it a, a one to five star rating, and we kind of see how it stacks up to what people are saying on Letterbox. If you guys need a minute, that's all right. Um, I, I can go first. Uh, this movie, to me, like I said earlier, it is just as innovative as the first one was, and the first one exists in our in the collective zeitgeist, and to continue innovating in that way is so, so, so impressive to me. And not only is the animation elevated in so many beautiful, thoughtful, intentional ways. I was seeing today, like in the first movie, they talk about how stuff is animated at different frame rates and it looks cool. It gives this comic book effect. I was seeing today, apparently how Hobie, uh, Hobie's character was animated. It was like different parts of his body were animated at mm. like different frame rates. And, and that level of attention to detail and work from the animators comes through the screen and it's not only that that's elevated but it is the emotional stakes right and alex like i i see your argument that it hits some familiar beats it like feels similar to the first one there are some similar themes but i think they go so much deeper with with them and expand that conversation in different ways and in much more powerful ways like the 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 idea of not belonging of being in a space you're not supposed to be those are incredibly powerful for me Mm. uh and so for me I think it is no surprise. This is this movie is five stars. Granted, you know, grain of salt, recency bias. This is my favorite comic book movie of all time, bar none. I can't think of another one that I left the theater so excited, even with Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger and all, I love this movie through and through. Mm. Five stars. I'll just say that going to the movies, loving these movies, superhero movies, comic book movies for such a long time. Um, we, we've gotten into an era over the past couple of years where my excitement has just steadily decreased Same. because the quality has not been where it used to be. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of questions to be answered with, with several different franchises and universes. And so I'm just so excited and, and, and happy to see that this particular franchise is able to raise the stakes up the ante and do incredibly inventive things on the second time out because it's just incredibly rare i think to get a second film that many people are considering to be superior to the first one which is already sort of an instant classic Mm -hmm. in a lot of people's eyes or at least I think at the very least, match the quality of the first one. You know, if people do tend to side with Into the Spider-Verse over this one. And so that's just a rare thing to, to accomplish. And so there's just has there, there has to be so much credit given to the filmmakers and to everybody behind this and the, the, the care and the attention put into it and just the, the amount of love that, that they had to pour into this and energy. And I just can't I can't imagine really how they made this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it feels almost like a like an achievement in and of itself. Um, and for me, it, it's it's definitely five stars. It is one of the greatest comic book movies. It's one of the best sequels that I think we've ever gotten, um, which is very rare for for something of this 
of this particular genre to do and, and still be original and inventive. And it also just, you know, sort of set up perfectly the next one, you know, mm-hmm. so I think we're, we're working with a trilogy that's going to kind of stand on its own and, and be looked back on as like a very special event if they can make that third one be as special as these other two have been. So I absolutely loved it. I can't I can't wait to keep watching it in the future. I think if you would have told me like 10 years ago that Miles Morales would be as big as he is now, I would call you a liar. Because um, I, <laughs> I just remember the day like the the first comic came out. I was like, this is great. And um, it's even interesting when you first came out too, how like there's so much commentary with even within that first comic where Miles was trying to find his way as Spider-Man. I remember he tried to wear the original costume and everyone's like, Peter just died or the original Spider-Man just died. <laughs> this is bad taste. Why are you wearing this? You know, kind of type thing. And now... We have this entire different narrative in 2023 where he really is his own spider person. He really is his own Spider-Man with his own identity. And we talked about how he's going to have kids of this generation knowing him by his first and last name as Miles Morales as their Spider-Man. And I think that's an impressive thing. And, And I think coming into this movie, I was just looking to, I think continue the narrative of that continuing to cement i think his his legacy as people's spider-man of this generation i think they not only accomplished that but i think they exceeded expectations in all ways this movie has the soundtrack this movie has the animation this movie had i mean it really has it all checking all boxes across the board not only that but i think excelling at almost everyone in some form or fashion and uh, and, and i think for that i have to for me personally say this is one of not, of not only the the best Spider-Man movies, superhero movies, but it's probably one of my favorite movies that I've ever seen, like ever mm-hmm. <laughs> in my life, because I was that excited leaving the theater to just go and watch it again. I was that excited to be like, man, I can't wait till this thing comes out on Blu-ray. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was that excited to share with other people how good this movie was. And I think that's also an important part of this film is how we share the story of Spider-Man, this particular story of Spider-Man in other mediums, because the story is different from Toby. It is different from uh, uh from andrew it is different from from tom holland and so i love how they've been able to cement that and and turn it into into something else well particularly with these into the spider-verse film so also not a big surprise but definitely a five i'd give it a six star if it was possible but man <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy and love this movie wow you know what is crazy to me this is going to be our fourth spider-man trilogy in our lifetime or i guess not trilogy uh the amazing spider-man didn't get there but uh, i guess series as a whole so mm-hmm. that is crazy and i think you guys have some great testament as to we should be so sick and tired of spider-man but yet we're still like yes to miles morales much a very much a testament to it so my closing thoughts i think when i came out of the movie I'm comparing it probably to the most recent superhero movie I've seen, which was Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Now, I really love that movie. It actually made me cry. And so for me, when I was talking with Evan, I was like, you like this more than Guardians of the Galaxy 3? And he was like, yes. And I was like, wow, that's a surprise to me. What I think I have, and I want to share in my closing thoughts, what I've really come to, I don't want to say accept, but like come to terms with is like, (laughs) I got to wait for this third one. You know what I mean? <laughs> to, to fully form my opinion on it. Because mm-hmm. I won't lie, the to be continued left a sour taste in my mouth. But talking about it here with you gentlemen today has been a lot of fun. And I've connected a lot of things I didn't really put together. And I, I want to watch it again. Like, I'm really excited to watch it again. And I think what I told Evan and what I did on our Guardians of the Galaxy podcast, after I watched the third Guardians of the Galaxy, I ended up going back and watching one and two. And it puts so much more context 
to specifically the second movie, which I famously was like, no, it was all right. It wasn't the first one. Now it made me realize this, why it felt like incomplete, I guess, quote unquote, is because it was the bridge movie. It's the second one. It's so I think you guys have some great points that for a sequel is just as good, if not better than the first one, which is hard enough to do. And it has really set us up and really primed us for a third one. So it actually could in the long run be a, like, maybe one of the best middle movies of, of like a sequel of all time. You know, there's the dark Knight, so I don't want to get carried away, but there, um, um, I, I, after talking with you guys, I think I have come to appreciate what this movie actually is probably, you know, in the block of the trilogy where it's actually supposed to be. And what it actually is setting up for this third movie, uh, has me very excited. So I do think I have come around on it a little bit and just so I'm not being a, a hater here. I'll give it the five stars so we can do the ding, 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 ding. He got 20 stars across the board. I won't be. I can give both Guardians of the Galaxy and this five stars. I think both were phenomenal. And you know what? I need to stop ranking and comparing things because both can be great in and of themselves. Yes. So we are. all learned something. Superhero fatigue is real. We've all probably felt it in these recent years. I'm sorry to be speaking for you guys, but I'm excited where we're we're at back in the superhero uh, genre of it all. I have. One question for you guys before we, we really wrap up here. Um, what is, um, so I guess it's kind of different because it's like Sony Marvel. Marvel as a whole, like what is your guys' uh, most anticipated project that's coming up with, with Marvel here? you have anything you're like really excited for? Or I know they announced like 20 things at once, but uh, anything that, uh, you know, is uh, uh, really um, coming up that you're excited for? Or DC, actually. Well, I removing. guess. Removing. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't need to be Marvel. Any any superhero projects at all? Let's uh, let's remove the restraints. Sure. Um, I, removing beyond the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like for the yeah. Let's take the third one to, off. To, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would throw in, and I'll just say I'm a little nervous now, just because Ooh. like of what's happening in the in the in the conversation with you know the writer strike and everything. It was Deadpool 3. Yeah. <laughs> um, very much looking forward to Deadpool 3, but they are filming right now mm-hmm. literally during a writer strike, which the, that, that creates several restrictions yeah. and things that they can't do anymore. Um, but I am still super excited about that, and there have been like some reports about what the story might be and who might be a part of the cast. And like, I'm just, it's been a long time since we got in Deadpool too. Like that's also been five years. It'll be, you know, maybe six closer to seven years by the time it actually comes out. And of course, like Hugh Jackman I'm a big coming X- back as, as Wolverine. Big X-Men um, fan. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think that there's a lot of creative stuff that they can do there. And I'm just like really looking forward to the comedy of, of it all. And just the different tone and what that can do to shake up the MCU. Cause I think that they, they need that type of style and flavor at this point. Mm, yeah. Good point. Good point. Des, what about you? Yeah. Um, it, I guess to make the conversation a little different, I love Deadpool too. I was pretty excited for Deadpool, yeah. <laughs> especially the X-Men. X-Men is like my favorite comic. So sure. X-Men of it all will always excite me. Um, but I also really love Blade. <laughs> I talk about Blade yes. all the time. And not yeah. only is it Blade, it is one of my favorite actors in Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just, I, I don't know how it's going to turn out. You know, we have new director, new writer. We have new everything with that movie. But the character is just so cool to me. And I will always be excited for Blade anything. So I I'm going to go with Blade. Blade, yeah, man. that's a great pick. I'm so glad you said that because if no one said that, that was probably going to be mine. But I'll, Evan, what about you? And then I'll go. That's tough. Honestly, I don't care to see much more of the Marvel characters that we've gotten. What I oh, want to see yeah. is the Fantastic Four. They've been dancing oh around this yeah. bush for like 15 years. Just give it to us, especially yeah. if it's Adam Driver. I would personally love that because I love I, that man. I would love yeah. to see him in the MCU. 
Uh, just like stop teasing it. You're running <laughs> like <laughs> we're getting tired of the wait. Just give it to us. Um, and I would uh, I would like to see Miles Morales uh, come into mm. live action. Mm-hmm. Uh, which if you guys follow Two Black Nerds on Instagram, you guys just posted like the Sony Marvel verse upcoming slate, which it is on. So go check that out at mm. Two Black Nerds to see all of the Spider Verse stuff that is coming out. Uh, and and Spider Verse, I mean Sony spider-man stuff but yeah fantastic four for me mm. you guys took the two i think i was gonna say actually probably the three i would have said <laughs> uh, I, blade was probably blade and fantastic four fantastic four for me it, it goes back to like x-men spider-man like those got me into you know the year 2000 like when those movies are coming out that's like me being like oh my god i love superheroes for really the first time in my life so i love the fantastic four also um yeah this has been a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed talking with you guys. Thank you uh, for coming here. Oh, I was reading these letterbox reviews, Evan, and honestly, none of them are too like interesting or funny. They That's are fun. all just like glowing reviews. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like all five star reviews. It looks like yep. yeah, that tracks. That does, <laughs> and, and they're long. Like we don't see that a lot on letterbox <laughs> either. They're like this was the best. Like, and I I think that was part of it too was i was seeing tweets like best movie i've ever seen and i was just like really ready for that and i probably hyped myself up a bit but like i said i really enjoyed talking about it with you guys and i think on a second watch i'm gonna i'm gonna be you know loving it you guys have anything uh before we wrap up here you want to let people know uh where to follow you what uh what's coming up anything uh you want to say before we wrap up here Sure. Yeah. Just quickly. Um. Thank you both again. Um. This was really, really fun. Yeah. Love talking about a movie that we collectively mostly enjoy. Love. You know. That, that's <laughs> sorry, always I'm I think an easier experience. <laughs> I'm joking, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I think it's much easier. Yeah. Um. You know, to talk about something that's like really, really good as opposed to something mm-hmm. that's you know maybe not so good. So this was great. Yeah. Um. But definitely follow us. Uh. We we are on major podcast platforms at Two Black Nerds, as you said earlier. The number two. That's important. Mm-hmm. So you can find us. Uh. Apple, Spotify, all those great things and also follow us on social media instagram twitter tiktok as well and we'll be coming back later this week with our you know sort of full official review we haven't officially like gotten behind the mic to talk about the movie Mm -hmm. so des and i will definitely you know be breaking down the the movie um in detail (laughs) yeah (laughs) so no this this was good to, to, to get get the wheels turning mm-hmm. so we'll be dropping that episode later this week and obviously coming back to talk about all the other you know sort of stuff that's in the zeitgeist so um yeah really excited about it and look out for two black nerds yeah yeah awesome oh yeah uh some people can't see right now me and jordan are like low-key twinning <laughs> we have <laughs> no, like I our different merches on. this is actually jordan is... as miles if you can see it it's actually oh that's, oh, that's awesome. really dope um, we uh you know we we're on youtube now we always love we have these visual gags that we're teasing our podcast listeners we're like oh you gotta go check it out on youtube <laughs> <laughs> their shirts i noticed that as soon as you guys came on i was i was almost like was that intentional that's so funny <laughs> we could ever do the not, same thing not, unintentionally yeah. all the yeah. time <laughs> but yeah if, um, uh, catch catch our um our merch out twobugnerds.com very easy. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, great well hey you guys, thank you guys so much for coming here this was a blast like i said yeah. evan sorry go ahead thank you yes thank you guys for coming on uh if you guys want more organized more coherent more in-depth reviews of of these nerd properties that we all love go listen to two black nerds uh but it's been so fun having you guys on thank you for joining us all right for more two dudes please check out our other episodes on apple spotify and also on youtube you can follow us at two dudes watch cartoons on instagram and tiktok and if you like this episode please leave a rate review a like share it with a friend uh, who also enjoyed the movie and uh as always thanks for joining us two dudes watch cartoons